Yo, 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 what it do, peoples? Welcome back to another episode of Wholesome Unwholesome. It's your boy coming at you straight out of quarantine. Yes, you heard it right. I swear to God. Well, some people say don't swear to God, but I really think I had that coronavirus. I was on my deathbed. I swear to God, I couldn't move. I was dizzy. My mom and me drive to the hospital. My... I said I'm dizzy. How you gonna make me drive? But that's besides the point. Cause I'm good now. I'm getting better. They said it was just the flu, but I'm a doctor, kinda, and I'm really good at self-diagnosing WebMD. And I'm telling you, it was not the flu, bro. It was Corona or something else. But either way, I'm getting better now. I infected everyone at work, so I could come back later and get some days off. <laughs> but. That's besides the point. Let's get into today's episode. We got a lot of shit to talk about. I got a lot of shit to catch up on. I got some news for y'all. I learned a lot during my time away. Sorry for missing the whole episode. It will not happen again if I can help it. And before we start, a word from the sponsor. So let's start with a recap. The past two weeks since, tragically, I was on my deathbed and missed last week. So first, last Friday after the last episode aired or two Fridays ago, your boy got a job offer. It came in a clutch because I was out of money. I literally had a breakdown and it was like, God, I'm broke. I have no money. My I need to pay my car. I got a bills, my phone bill. Like, yo, I'm on my knuckles. And then literally got in the car I was about to try to do some Uber Eats. Phone call came through. Bam, job offer. I said, God is the greatest. Because I was literally getting ready to drive to Boston for a job um, interview that Monday for a really good company that paid a lot, actually. But this job offer came through, and they paid just as much, or I guess equal value in the market here. So I was like, eh, I'll stay here. Why not for now? It's going to help me uh, stack my bread better, et cetera. And like I said, I did some research on Boston, and I kept hearing most racist city in America, and that kind of threw me off. Like, I've been in Missouri, and if it's worse than that, yo, run away. <laughs> That's all I got to say. Run away. And it's cold as fuck up there. Like, whoa. So that was just turn offs left and right. So I took the job offer here, and I mean, right now it's not bad. It's a salary position, unlike my other one, which was hourly. So I really start working like 10. Like, I don't get to work till at least 10, so just great. I always get to sleep in. And I leave at, like, between 3 to 5, sometimes 5.30, depending on when my work is done. So I never, I'm never, i never really working eight hours. I'm getting paid for it. So that's good. But like I said, I started and I got sick, but I didn't want to call off because I want to take all these trips. And so if I already start using my sick days, well, what does that look like? So I toughed it out, went into work, and contaminated everyone and everything. Thing, cause now they all getting sick. Works out for me because I'm we're playing spring break and I'm gonna need a couple of days, so I might have to pull that sickness out then. But you know, got everybody sick at work, great. And then you know, kept pushing through. Got good over the weekend. I'm back. I'm healthy, kind of. I'm getting there. I really hate taking medicine, but I was over here taking shots of that tussin. <clears throat> but it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes in life, you got to do things that you don't want to do. Dude, speaking of that, I don't want to pay the speeding ticket that I got. Because it's so 
Oh, so first, let me tell you about it. We went to WV. I decided to go out to celebrate. And then Saturday night, uh, one of my friends said, let's just drive back. West Virginia University is like a two and a half hour drive, maybe two. And so he decides to leave at like 2, 3. And mind you, we were just out all night. Barely slept the night before. We're exhausted. We drive through the night. It started snowing. Then we like about to run out of gas. Literally about to run out of gas. And every gas station was closed. Because at this point, it's like 3, 4, 5 a.m. So we finally found a gas station at 6 a.m. That fucking was open. After driving around for like two hours. Put just enough gas in there. Drove. Started driving back. So two-hour drive. Ended up taking us. Ended up taking us four hours, and after I dropped my friend off and I was on my way, I got pulled over in a 45 for going 49, and I almost uppercutted the cop, and I was like, if you're going to give me a ticket, I'm going to give you a reason to give me a ticket, all right, but, so I don't want to pay that ticket, but I got to be an adult, right, or just not go back to West Virginia, because I sort of got, I left Missouri probably with like $1,000 of parking tickets. If I ever drive in that state, I'm going to jail. I know I'm going to jail. Oh, they waiting for me to step before. Like, they're waiting for me with a sale, with my name on it. And so, got to stay away from there at all costs. But that's just a little recap of these past two weeks. Nothing really crazy or eventful. Like I said, I've been I've been bedridden with that corona and just chilling. Started a new job. And so, nothing major. But I did learn a lot. And so, I got a lot to share with y'all today. A lot. We're going to talk about this new book I started, new month, new book. But I kind of, it's complicated. So I'm going to talk to you about that. Obviously, um, we're going to talk a little bit psychology, something that really helped me out when I was in the gutter at the bottom. So just, And that's like, I think, a really honest tip that I might have dropped for y'all that y'all could use. And then something about these women and these niggas. Y'all want to be able to tell they a fuckboy off rip? I'm going to tell y'all the secret. So let me tell y'all, bruh, very often, and I didn't expect I would still get these now, but I do. I get these little text messages here and there. What's up with Shawty? What's up with this John? What you know about her? What you heard about her? What that whole fat looking like? And let me tell y'all, I dropped some of the most credible whole faxes probably on this side, on the east side and the west side of the Mississippi. My should be peer-reviewed. And, like, yo, facts. You know, okay, as a guy, right, a lot of girls may not understand. Sometimes you want to know what you're getting yourself into because a a lot of times you see something, you don't know if it's going to be easy or hard. You don't know if it's going to be worth the effort or not. Because there be jumps out here that make you work hard. You grind. You put in the hours, the lies, the deception, the fuckboard to the max. <coughs> then you get the pussy, dead fish. You get the head, all teeth. Now you just wasted all that effort and time and skill and talent for for a first round bust. What What the fuck? Oh, I'm just having flashbacks right now. That has to be the word. Then you meet Jones, and niggas like, yo, that's on easy or hard? Man, slight work. Text her a couple times, or she tell her pull up Netflix and chill, do some homework. She going to pull up that night, and you going to get it that night. Then them Jones pull up, and they show you shit you never thought of before. And I think, obviously, some stuff, 
you got to learn from experience. Some shit you can only learn from experience. And so that's understandable. But so, you know, niggas I know what they get into often. And I do it. I ask sometimes, like, oh, if I know somebody was fucking with a girl. Or I'm like, yo, what's up? What's she about? Is it worth the effort? Is it she wifey material? She not? She a thot? You know what I'm saying? You kind of want to know their experience before you go and jump. And it's like, you don't go shopping and you, you know, you check the reviews here and there. You might not be looking at them heavily, but you still look at them. Why you got that one bad bad that one one out of five star, that one bad rating? Why is that there? Hmm? So I would advise everyone to run background checks on these Jones. Some peer review checks. Girls, don't you wanna know if the dick is bad if he got a bad dick review? This is why you gotta be friends. This is why this is why guys is be out here finessing y'all like this. Y'all don't talk. Y'all all of a sudden, he fucked, he, he, he fucked her. Now, I want to fuck him. I can't fuck with her type shit. That's the type of shit y'all be on. I be like, shoot, you want her next? What's up? Um, I swear to God, I cannot make this up. But, so I get those texts off and I got one. And I got one for one of my favorite Jones. And, you know, I ain't, I'm not, like, in the area no more where I was most prosperous. So, obviously, it's, you know... <laughs> All fair and love and war. I be trying to keep him a whole long distance, but clearly that doesn't work. But, you know what I'm saying? I'm free to share and share the report. And so I told him, the top go crazy. So you got to go find out. And this is a fellow a fellow homie who also has given me some great reports and has sent me on some very valid chases. Because once it, the bag was secured, it was everything it was hyped up to be. The, the these women were worthy of their spots and his rating was great. Now mind you that there are people out there that be like every time you ask them about a girl, oh that joint was fire. Oh that that ass was fat, bitch. No, I've I've seen it. No, it's not fat. Or that top go crazy and every girl they, they get top from there. Like, that top crazy those are the people you can't trust. They will go they gonna send you on a goose chase. So you know they take everything they say with a grain of salt. But I would advise women to start doing this. Y'all, y'all can learn a lot more. Obviously, it's gonna favorite the people with good dick. But actually, I prefer that because you know what I'm saying. It might be like the same shit. Like, oh, she bad, but the sex is trash. You don't want to waste your time. But he, you know, she kind of ugly. She might got a little chub on her. She might have that that forty Glock tucked in her leggings. But that motherfucker dripping. And she got that in her words of my nigga. That Barry Bonds grit on your shit. And so you like, I got to do it. Even if I got to put a plastic bag over her head or a paper bag over her head, I'm going to still do it. But that's a different story. If y'all want to know how to tell if a... This mainly... If a, nah, they go both ways. Fuck boy, fuck girl. Check the snap score, bro. The snap score is going to tell you everything. My snap score, what my snap score? Like probably like 180, 190K. And I don't snap that much for real. Now, mind you, there's people out there with a million snap score. What they doing? Who they snap? Who they snapping that much? They're a little too active. I say anything over five hundred k raises red flags. Like if I ask you on Snapchat, I check your snap score off for it. Oh, five hundred k. Oh, say less. I you a thought or you? I mean, it's not necessarily you a thought, but that's why I'm thinking my head off it. And who you communicating with that much on Snapchat? Because people don't have that much to talk about that they're just sending pictures back and forth. So that must mean. You got at least a hundred niggas or a hundred something people 
just send you a quick picture every day. Come on now. If you having valid conversations that whole weight with people, first you're not gonna send them a picture every time. It's gonna send the message it's gonna turn a message in your texting. If your snap score that high, that means you sending senseless pictures back and forth with people. And who got time for that? That means it's something. Something's up. It's a red flag. I think anything over 500K. Depend on your age, too. If you could be like 50. If you had a snap for like, you know what I'm saying? I had snap probably now for like a good amount of years. And I'm at 190, 180K. So I say if you're around my age group and you're around 500K. So if you're around 20, 20 under 25 and you have over 500K, red flag in my eyes. Red flag. I'ma look into it. I'ma think you a thought off rip. It's easy. I ain't gonna even talk to you like that. I'ma straight hit you with the pull up for the Netflix and chill. Over with. That's gonna be the end of that. So man, I'ma say this. So one time, right, I was hanging out with a homie, he was like, he don't know how he gonna be married. He just like his alone time. And at first I didn't understand it. Till now I feel like my alone time is fucking diminished and I have no more. Like I like to go days without talking to anybody. Like it's random. It might be two, three days at a time, it might just be one, it might just be a couple hours where I just don't wanna hear another about anybody's voice. I don't wanna answer no questions. I don't wanna talk to you. I don't care who you are. You might be my mom. I don't want to. I don't want to say nothing to you. I don't want to hear nothing from you. I just want to be left alone to me, myself, and I. I got a TV on, but I'm really not even watching the TV. I'm inside my own mind. You know what I'm saying? So I think one of the greatest blessings I had was living on my own for a little bit, um, because the way the mind works and the heart and the soul, you have to face yourself. Right. That's the only way to figure out what you want how you're truly feeling about certain situations, how to heal from past situations. You got to face yourself and you have to let the pain in and you have to feel it. And now I guess in the times we are, it's real easy to escape those times where your mind is ready to face itself or when you want to avoid it. It's real easy to find a distraction because you pick up your phone, get on social media. You could just get on Snapchat, FaceTime, get on TikTok, and now your time's consumed for another three, four hours till time to go to bed or it's time for you to go on and do your next have-to-do activity. But during those free times, where a lot of times is when you're due to face yourself, a lot of people are not doing that nowadays. It's easy to avoid. It's the scariest thing you'll ever do, though. Um, And I'm real grateful I went through that because during those times, you kind of figure out what's wrong with me. Right, that question that everyone's so afraid to face: What's wrong with me? Why didn't this work out? Or why did this work out? Or damn, I wonder how so and so is doing. I did him so dirty. Those reflections, those moments where you build empathy, where you might miss someone for something, where you realize you might miss someone, and then you realize I'm better than that now. You know, it's time to move on. Or that time where you're like, what am I doing in my life? What the fuck? Everything's going left. We're not having those quality moments with ourselves anymore in this generation because of social media. It's really interfering. A lot of people, some people know how to have. They know how to turn everything over and really take the time to reflect, think, meditate, whatever. And I'm not saying you got to be six hours a day. You know, it takes 30 minutes to really think, okay, where am I at right now in life? Where do I want to go? 
How is my state right now emotionally and mentally? Like for instance, I'm not at one point in time I was broke. Oh, I was so broke. And not broke in the sense of money, broken in the sense of emotional stability, mental stability. I think I was like off the rails, bruh. Like I had just gone through a whole bunch of shit. But I had kind of reached a new level in life where it felt like, what's next? Right? So in the search for what's next, it was also like, am I good enough to reach the next level? Or is this all there is to life? Um, It was really the moment where I, I, I could tell you, it was really like kind of right after graduation, you know? Because um, that's kind of the point where it's like, okay. So now you find that job and you work the next 40, 50 years, I guess, of your life. And then that's that. Uh, I guess what you did in school is supposed to be your passion or not, whatever. But it's what you kind of going to go into for the rest of your life, right? And so then I had started working. I was living on my own. I had started working. And, I mean, I had a lot of alone time. And so, because I live by myself. So I get off work. I'll go home. I'll be watching TV or Sometimes I turn on the TV, but you kind of zone out. You know, I'd be on my phone, but I like sometimes to take breaks from everything. And I guess it was those moments that I feel like the pieces of the puzzle started coming together where it was like, to me, I feel like I can't work for anybody. Um, so I got to find a way. And so with that, I started doing more research. But, and that was more so the, where am I now in life and where do I want to be? And then the, more on the, more emotional and mental health side, it was like, a, am I good enough for anyone? Am I good enough to try to get those things? And it's like, look, all you have achieved, because I gained confidence through my achievements. And so I had to kind of look back and look at those and kind of rebuild myself and heal from all the past stuff that I've done and received. And that alone time and living on my own helped me get those. There's a lot of meditation. Sometimes you just sit there, you could cry about some of the stuff you went through yourself, and you look at you like you were so dumb, and you kind of reflect, and you're able to tell yourself, okay, this is where it went left. This is what I ignored. This is what I should have done different. And you then that's how you really learn from yourself. So I want to advise y'all, take that time. Put your phone away. Whether if it's just 10 minutes a day, put your phone away be in a quiet place and just think, reflect, and plan. Lay down the groundwork and then just keep it to yourself. And then you know, only you need to know the steps you need to take to reach the next level of you. You know, as long as you're getting better every day. But if you set that plan and you do one little thing every day, you'll get there. A lot, all of us probably need to heal. If everyone's apparently been cheated on, we all... No, we all know that. You talk to anybody nowadays, everyone been cheated on and everyone jumping from relationship to relationship. No really no real healing going on. So take the time. If if anything, if you don't want to care about anything else, take the time to heal so that you can be emotionally stable and you don't flop and ruin the rest of your relationships. That's that's all I gotta say on that. You know, it's it's complicated with everyone, but Everyone should take that time to face themselves. It's going to be real important in the future. Right now, you might think, ah, da, 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 da. But later on, when anxiety and depression ramp up and the stress is up there, you will need it. And so, that's how you do it. You need that alone time. No phone, no social media, nothing. Turn it all off. If you want, close your eyes. If you want, don't. 
Just think, reflect, plan. And I promise you, the best will happen for you. So y'all know the deal. It's February. It's about to be Valentine's Day. Where Valentine's Day at? I'm trying to give me some thoughts. But that's not the the, the subject of this little talk we about to have. So new month, new book. I didn't catch you obviously last week, but I did start a new book. Well, first I started one book. Then I don't know why I felt like jumping into another book because I felt like that one was more urgent for my development. But we're going to talk about the first book I started. It's called The Third Door. And this author does a great job of bringing new perspective to success. The way he, the analogy he uses. So imagine there's a club or there's a party. Pack. Best place to go that night, right? It's packed. Celebrities are there. Da, 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 da. It's one in, one out. How do you get in? People know of two ways to get in. You wait your turn in line. You get your money. You get in line whenever, how early you get there. You wait your turn. Or by some luck, you're on a VIP and you get in. Who gets in VIP first? You got to have already a stupid amount of money. You got to be a super bad girl or you got to just know people. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes I come down on luck of the draw, network, whatever. Who who is for sure getting in? The people got get there early, right? They're gonna be in the front of the line. They're for sure gonna get in. Whoever catches whatever wave of anything first gets put on. So you get in line early, you will get in. And that's with anything, with business ideas, with trends. You you catch a trend early at the beginning. But people that call Bitcoin early, they're all probably, they're all rich now, damn near, right? And what's everybody else doing? You just get in line whenever you get there and you wait your turn. But what the author wanted to point out is there's always a third door. There's a third way to get in. It's unconventional. No one really, and you don't really know. It's not necessarily just a back door hidden. It might be a back window. It might be you knocking and banging on the back door. You might have to skip the line and risk, you know, those repercussions. But there's always a third way in. And that's what the book's about, finding the third door to success. And he, like, interviews a whole bunch of, like, successful people um, and how they kind of started their stuff. But I guess what I wanted to share about that book is that third door. A lot of times when you're waiting that line, you don't know if you're going to get in. You might wait and wait and wait till it closes. It might start raining. It might get super cold. And you're waiting, waiting till you can't wait no more. But why don't anybody ever want to leave their spot, essentially, to go try to find that third way in? Your friends are there, your family, your community, the people that you're there with, you're all waiting in line. You know what to expect when waiting in line, right? It's um like a known suffering. A lot of people aren't willing to leave that line because now it becomes an unknown suffering. Because it won't be easy to get in regardless. But now you're leaving all your friends, you're leaving that comfort in an unknown in a chaotic environment, you're leaving that comfort, that little bit of comfort in a chaotic environment to walk into more chaos, right? Because what is chaos is unknown, forever changing. Comfort is more stability. So you know who you're waiting for line, da 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 And so in life sometimes, though, if you want to get in that club, you're going to have to leave. You're going to have to leave your friends. And they won't be willing to leave because they're still in their comfort zone. But you're going to have to make yourself real uncomfortable, to get in you either have to skip the line and with those repercussions to that you are you willing to fight are you willing to you know what i'm saying or are you willing to lose your spot 
Are you willing to be like you leave the line to go try to find another way, and when you come back, they're like, no, 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 get to the back of the line. Now you lost your spot. You now you're farther back. Except, are you willing to do that to try to find your way in the club when the club is success? If somebody didn't understand that, and so I thought it was a great book. I highly recommend it. I like I said, I switched books. Now I'm re- I'm reading No More Mister Nice Guy, and that book is triggering. We're gonna talk about that more next week because I'm actually moving along really fast through that book. Um, and because of that book, I've decided that I'm going to give me a therapist because that just seems dope. Like that could be my homie for real or, or, you know what I'm saying? We could just talk, chat it up. You know, I, I like deep talk. So, I mean, hopefully my psychologist sees the same way. We could just chat it up, but you know, that's what I'm saying. So find the third door people. Stop waiting in line thinking, oh, I'm just going to stay here with my friends. Da, 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 da. Fuck that. Do what you got to do to get in the club. Y'all be too worried about the next person, the and why do niggas be crashing on the highway? Motherfuckers be switching lanes left and right, right? One way you crash. Really, the main way you crash. Two motherfuckers not looking somewhere else and not paying attention to the road. Crash. So guess what? If you're driving in your lane and you keep your eyes in your fucking lane, and you're not really worried about what everybody else doing, I promise you, you're going to get to where you need to get. There's too much worrying about what other people are doing, what other people think about you, what other people say about it. There's too much of that going on right now. Everyone wants to compare themselves off somebody else on social media. Newsflash, all right? Everybody on social media will only show you the good in their life. They're never going to show you the bad for real. Think about it. Who posting a picture where they look bad? Butt ass ugly all the time, or at least they regular stuff. Like I've got makeup on my face from making out with Johnson public plenty of time for a reason. Um, Jones probably posted pictures that night, and those pictures probably got like five hundred likes. And be like, oh my gosh, she's so pretty. Look at her skin. Uh, I just had half of that skin on my face. So come on, we gotta be mindful. You know, self lame. Come on, take care of yourself first. Worry about yourself, because at the end of the day, right. When you look at that and you go fend for yourself to get in the club. And I just saw literally saw something on, on Instagram by my boy JP. He was like, it said, when you start a business, the people that you think are going to support you that are closest to you or whenever you really start anything new, they're not even going to support you. Nobody going to hop on a bandwagon until you see your shit catching traction. Right? And then two, when you're homeless and you're starving... Who gonna really give a fuck? So why are you caring about what people are thinking now? Nobody gonna care when they just... Matter of fact, they gonna be like, damn. And they gonna be talking about you behind your back. So you better do what you gotta do. Strap up. Nigga, it's a bag to get in. There's not enough bags to go around for everybody. And that's all I'm gonna say. Thank y'all for tuning in. Another episode of Wholesome's Unwholesome. Glad to be back. Hopefully, I don't get sick no more because normally I don't even get sick anyways. This was clearly a fluke. I ain't going to lie. I kissed the jaw now. I got sick. JK, JK, JK. But, you know, tune back in next week for another episode. You know we always going to talk about that. Come on. As we learning, let's body this shit together, bruh.